Cold Park, nigga, fuck 36 Street, nigga. All my mama, nigga, fuck this up, you understand?
We all mingle with our demons, but she's special, and I'm excited to see what the future has in store for her. Free Nani Blanco, though, for real. Definitely the pretty Millie general. All right, let's get a little bit deeper. Did you graduate high school? And if you did, where did you go and what did you do afterwards? It's crazy because I did graduate high school. I actually finished three months early, but you know what's wild to me? My senior year, I had freshman credits, right? You get me? I had freshman credits and my mother insisted that I was going to fail. And I was determined to prove to her that I was way more worthy than what she thought of me. And so I did just that. Ironically, I finished three months before my class. I walked with them and everything. I was working at Foot Locker at the time. Actually, when I finished, I ran away from the group home I was at at the time, which was SATC, Sacramento Assessment Treatment Center, located off of Bradshaw. And yeah, it was really wild to me because like I said, all odds were against me and I managed to pull through. I ended up walking with my class and it's crazy because my PO, she came to my graduation, right? And she didn't arrest me. Ironically, she didn't arrest me. She was really proud of me. And she just told me like, Jalise, turn yourself in a week before your 18th birthday so you can get AB12 and stay out of trouble. And I thank God for her every day because being in the system, being a statistic of the system, it's hard to have people believing in you. And the fact that she believed in me, that's all I needed. That was the push that I needed, you know? And that's what people, kids, teens, young women, young men, that's what they need, a support system. So you graduate and you get this momentum going for you and you end up in LA and you can't tell me you weren't thriving out there. So why did Jalise leave where she was thriving and come back to Sacramento? So when I turned 18, I ended up moving to Los Angeles, California. And I attended the Los Angeles Film School. I was a straight A student. I was prevailing at that school. But due to my depression at the time, I couldn't manage. I had no support system. I felt alone. That's what drove me back to Sacramento. That's what brought me back to the black hole. My depression, me wanting to feel loved, but I came back and only was protested and hated against. Now, I keenly remember. Now, I don't know what side, but I remember CML side or Molly side started a rumor that you used to be on drugs and doing crazy shit like jumping in front of moving cars. Now, we all have our fucking vices, so I don't fucking judge. The fans just want to know, Jalise, were you doing drugs? Hi. I'm glad you brought up the drug allegations. You know what? From about 15 to 25, I had a very addictive personality when it came to drugs. And I, in fact, was a drug addict. I can't admit it now. And it was really bad, you know? I experienced many different drugs, not just one, not just two, many different drugs. I became addicted to different type of drugs. And that hindered my growth as a woman and my career. 
But I am back. I'm sober. I'm clean. I'm willing to prove that. But there's no need to prove it because people are always going to label me a drug addict. And that's fine. People are entitled to their opinion. But like I said, I overcame that. And that's just something that's going to follow me forever. I actually appreciate your honesty. And from a non-biased opinion slash perspective, can you let us know what type of person Uzi Marcus was as far as how he handled you and how he treated you? And how did you guys meet? Oh, gosh. The Marcus questions. I knew it was coming. <laughs> But Marcus and I had an interesting relationship. I don't regret it at all. It gave me a different shed of light. Um, it gave me a different type of depression, a different type of anxiety, a different type of hatred towards love. Um, but I mean, I am thankful for him. He gave me my biggest blessings in life. Madeline and Marcus Weber. I wouldn't go back and change it. Regardless of our circumstances now, I am thankful for him. He is a great person. It's just due to his environment and his circumstances, he's not able to grow and elevate. And that's something he has to endure on his own. That's a spiritual battle he has to endure on his own. I wish I could have been there to support him through all of this, but the universe just wasn't aligning with him and I. And I had to let it go for him and I and for our children. And I wish him nothing but the best. And that's that. I don't give a fuck, nigga. Fuck Briss, nigga. Nigga, that nigga, that nigga was choking when he was dying, nigga. Choking, nigga. Choking. I wonder how that shit felt, nigga. He choked. When he choked, nigga. When he was choking that blood up, nigga. Now, Jalise, you told me that this whole shit show was a hoax. A persona, goddammit. So tell us, are you really fucking crazy or are you fooling us? Because, fuck. You are right. This was a hoax. This was a persona. This, in fact, was a persona. I'm into fashion. I'm spiritually in tune. Yes, society would label me crazy, but I suffer from manic disorder, schizophrenia, depression, anxiety, and psychosis. Well, let's just say it was fake. The video where Briss passed at Gym Boys, you were with some coons that showed a soul-snatching apparatus. Let's say if Mac J or some secret Avenger for Briss pulled up while you were shooting that video, would they have been turned into a or would you have kept twerking where Briss was bleeding out at? Now, when I was shooting my video in MetaView and on Fruit Ridge, was I worried if Mac J or one of like my rivals would have pulled up no i wasn't worried at all absolutely not because i knew for a fact nobody was like that i knew for a fact everyone was just rappers i knew for a fact mac j wasn't like that i knew for a fact wasn't nobody finna pull up and do nothing because at the end of the day that's not the type of time they own. It's a difference between being a rapper and being a motherfucker that's actively involved in the streets. And motherfuckers ain't actively involved in the streets. Motherfuckers is just rappers and entertainers, blood. 
That's it. That's all. It's a fine line between motherfucking rappers and gangsters, blood. Motherfuckers think just because they say something in a song or because they hang with a certain individual that they're automatically a gang member. No, it does not work like that in the land of gangway. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. No, I was not worried about no motherfucking Mac J. What the fuck was he going to do? I don't even think he's ever told her to pistol. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even trying to say it like that, but it's like, don't ever, you feel me? Think I was even bothered or worried or pressured by Mac J or anybody on that side of his camp because if that was the case, the motherfuckers that slid would have been slid on. And that's that. That's on dead, homies. Slay, slay, homies. I put it on my dead, homies. Homies. Oh, no.